Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at www.cwcsj.org for service times and directions. Last year, uh, the Lord put a word on my heart that I, I couldn't wait to release, and, I, and uh, it took me a while. And I like to chew things up a bit and wait for the right time to release it, and I released it last November to my church and kind of been on it since, uh, actually last October, and, and been, really, been kind of on it since. And I want to share this word with you this morning, and uh, I want to encourage you today. I really hope that you are encouraged, um, because I know that God has a great plan for my life, and he's got a great plan for your life. Sometimes we can get disillusioned. Sometimes we can lose track. Sometimes we can go, go off course. And the Holy Spirit is gentle, and he brings us back into course. He brings us right back into it. He has a staff, and he gently taps us like sheep back into pathway, because sometimes we can go off in a different direction. And this morning, I want to tell you that greater awaits you really does. Greater season awaits you. Uh, you might think you've seen your best season or your best days, but here's a prophetic word for you. Your better days are still ahead of you. Your greater blessings are still ahead. You haven't seen your best days yet. You haven't seen your best days yet. And so I want to I open God's word with you. I won't be long. I, I never am. And uh, not usually anyway. I mean, my church might say something different about that. I don't know. But uh, I don't tend to be a long-winded preacher. Not like your pastor. Your pastor can go like... <laughs> I shouldn't say anything. He's coming to my church in two weeks. So. But actually, he, he's a, I, when we bring him in, he's like a big day for us. When he, when he comes to Manteca, that's like a big, it's like a big day. So I use him. I kind of use him. You know, I put him out there. I pimp him out there <laughs> to bring people in. And... Uh, but it's, it's great because four times a year I only have, we have what we call United Service. And so uh, four times a year I'll bring in someone like your pastor. And we have one service. The place is packed out. It's just this great time. And he's going to be preaching with us in two weeks. And, and it'll be CWC United and, and every house will be full. And we'll just have a great time in God. I just, we just love having him with us. In the book of Haggai chapter 2, let me tell you about this time. that The people of Israel were uh, released from captivity. They came out of Egypt, were, were released from captivity. Came, they were released now out of Babylonian captivity. And they, were, they went to build their lives again. They went to, to build their lives again. And they started building. And before you know it, the work stopped because they were discouraged. Listen, discouragement is a tool of the devil and the enemy of the kingdom. Discouragement is a tool of the devil and an enemy of the kingdom. When people get discouraged, nothing gets done. When people get discouraged, murmuring and gossip and complaining takes place. Backbiting, dissension. When the people get discouraged, all those things happen when people get discouraged. That's why we have to fight discouragement. We got to fight discouragement. Every day I have to take courage to live. Every day I have to take courage to get to work. Every day I have to take courage to love my family. Every day I have to take courage and fight discouragement. Fight it off. Sometimes we think that once we get saved, everything gets done for us. 
the kingdom, oh, we're saved, everything should be done for us. Listen, nothing's done for you. You've got to labor. You've got to walk after the Spirit. To walk as, a, as an act of labor. You've got to walk. You've got to walk after the Spirit. You've got to labor after the Spirit. You've got to grind after the Spirit. And only then things happen. In the seventh month, this is the book of Haggai, chapter 2, on the 20th, first, 21st of the month, the word of the Lord came by Haggai, the prophet, saying, Speak now, Zerubbabel, to the son of Shetiel, governor of Judah, and Joshua, the son of Jehoshadak, the high priest, saying, Who is left among you who saw this temple in its former glory? And how do you see it now in comparison with it? Is this not in your eyes as nothing? Is this not in your eyes as nothing? You see, they were looking around at what they were doing and saying, what's going on in my life? Man, I heard my dad's day, this was happening. My mom's day, that was happening. Or, or back in 10 years ago, things were better. When I was living this way, things were better. My kids were better. My finances were better. My health was better. We can always look back and say, those times were better. But when you get stuck living in those days, you'll never see the blessings of today and tomorrow. You can't get caught up living in those days. God did not call you to live in those days. He called you to live right now, this moment. I'm breathing right now. I'm alive right now. I have this moment today to believe for greater things, for greater days, greater anointing. For greater blessing in my marriage, greater finances, greater physical blessing, greater anointing on my church, greater anointing on my ministry. I believe it. Your best days, and I want to prophesy that over you, your best days are not yesterday. Your best days are not yesterday. Your best days are still coming. Your best season still coming. Your greater season still coming. Everything that you have gone through is to prepare you for your blessing that's coming. Everything you've gone through is to prepare you. You see, one thing you have to fight is discouragement and bad attitude. Look at the bottom part of this verse. In comparison with it, is this not in your eyes as nothing? You see, the people got discouraged. They stopped working. They stopped believing. They started murmuring, complaining, and whining. And God said, is this not in your eyes as nothing? You see, what he was saying to to them is, your attitude stinks. Your attitude stinks. When our attitudes stink, nothing gets done. When our attitude about our life stinks or our attitudes about our marriages stink or our finances, when that's, when that is, when that's full of stench, uh, and then listen, nothing gets done. How's your attitude today? Come on now, I'm not one of those that walk around throwing flowers everywhere every day. And that's not me. Your pastors know that. I'm not like that. I have to work to be positive. I have to work to find something good. There's other folks around me that they don't have to work at it at all. Pastor Joe Macias, you know, he gets my nerves sometimes. He's just always so happy. I'm like, why, you know, he's just always happy. I'm like, dude, can you have one bad day? He's good for me because he keeps me, he keeps my attitude in check. 
He keeps me believing. He keeps me believing. So I have to work at my attitude. Because when my attitude is down, I'm going down. When my attitude's up, I'm going up. This whole people, the whole generation had their attitudes. Were, their attitudes were bad. And he says, you, you look around you and you see nothing going on in your sight. That's the key word, in your sight. Listen, you cannot walk by what you see. The moment you start walking by what you see, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. The kingdom of God is not a physical kingdom. It's a spiritual kingdom. Just because you don't see it in the physical, just because you don't see it in the natural, doesn't mean that God isn't up to something in the supernatural. We live in a supernatural kingdom, not a natural kingdom. We don't live by what we can see and touch. We live by what we know. What do we know? We know that God is faithful. We know that God is a blessing God. We know that God is a promising God. We know that God has called us to greater. You can't live by what you see because all around us we see foreclosure. All around us we see poverty. All around us we see death and disease. All around us we see divorce and loneliness. Listen, what do we know? We know that God isn't done with us yet. We know that God is a God of blessing. We know that God's about to take us over into our greater season. That's what we know. That's what we know. That's what we know. Yet now be strong. Everyone say, be strong. strong. Yet now be strong. So God now, he looks at their attitude and says, check yourself. Nothing gets done when you have a bad attitude. So check yourself. That's what the previous scripture was about. And then he says, okay, now be strong. You got to tell yourself sometimes to be strong. You have to carry your own cross. It's a good thing to have people around us. Like, like, like Reverend Cat. it's a good thing to have people around us who are going to encourage us when we're not doing well. But what about when people aren't around? Oh, the church isn't there for me. Church, church isn't there for me. Listen, the church isn't here to carry your cross. You have to carry your cross. You have to carry your own cross And thank God that we get the the privilege and the blessing of somebody coming up next to us because when we're not, when when all of us, what the Bible says in Romans chapter 15, when when, when we're we're weak, then there are those who are strong and the strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. So the great thing about the family of God, the great thing about the kingdom of God is that we help each other. That's what we're supposed to be doing, encouraging each other. Lifting each other up, praying for each other, telling your brother, man, you're going to make it. God's not done yet. You know how amazing and how powerful those words are when somebody is at the brink of letting go, when someone's at the edge of their life, when they're thinking that nothing's about to happen, there's nothing good around me, just like these people in Haggai chapter 2. But God gave them an encouraging word and said, it's about to take place. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't step over that edge. Hold on. you got to hold on through this storm. And listen, there's sometimes you got to just grip. And you got to wait it out. And you got to walk it, and you got to wait it out, and you got to walk it, then you got to wait it out more until God sends a deliverer, until God sends a delivering word, until God sets you free. But sometimes you got to stick it out. We have too many Christians who quit way too early. Give up. We need some stubborn Christianity, we need some stubborn faith. We need some people who are going to grip the plow and hold on to it. 
Don't give up yet. Don't quit. You don't know because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. Because you don't see anything positive in the natural doesn't mean that God isn't working things in the supernatural. Hold on. So that's why he said, be strong. Be strong. Be strong, even if you don't feel like it. Be strong, even if you want to quit. Be strong. Sometimes we've got to just tell ourselves, and what if nobody's around that we look ourselves in the mirror? And we tell ourselves in the mirror, hey, hey, be strong. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't give up on your family. Don't give up on your family. Don't give up on your church. Be strong. Be strong. You've got to encourage yourselves sometimes. You've got to encourage yourselves. Prophesy to yourself. Oh, it's a good thing to have people around us, absolutely. But you've got to carry your own cross. You've got to carry your own cross. Is everybody here this morning? Amen. Come on, you've got to carry your own cross. So I say to you, cross carriers, be strong. And don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. So be strong, says the Lord of hosts. It says Joshua, son of Jehoshadak. The high priest, and be strong, all you people of the land, says the Lord, and work, for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts, according to the word that I covenant with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains with you. Do not fear. Do not fear. I am with you, says the Lord. I'm with you. Somebody say, God's with me. God's with me. Mm. It's, different. It's, a, it's a different thing for, for you to believe that your brother's with you, your dad's with you, your mom, your wife, your husband. That's all good. But here's one thing you can believe, that God is with you. He'll never walk away from you. He'll never abandon you. He'll never quit on you, even on your worst day. He's not going to serve you divorce papers. That's one thing you can be sure of. God is with you. Somebody say, God's with me. God's with me. Yes, he is. God is with you. And so God was trying to encourage them by saying, I'm with you. I'm not going to quit on you. I'm not going to give up on you. I'm with you. Be strong. Check your attitude. Be strong. I'm with you. Check your attitude. Be strong. Don't quit. I'm with you. Check your attitude. Check your attitude. Be strong. I'm with you. You see, he's trying to pull them up a little bit. He's trying to pull them up a little bit and move them forward out of their place of, 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 of nowhere. He's trying to pull them out of there. You see, God is not in heaven with his arms crossed saying, look at you. You're all messed up. I knew it. Look, look, just look at you. That's not our God. Our God is the biggest cheerleader ever. He's saying, I know you can do it. I know you can do it. Don't give up. Come on, don't give up. Be strong. That's who our God is. That's our God. He's pulling for you. He's on your side. He's cheering for you. Believe it today. How many believe that word? Amen. Now, let me, let me move across to uh, this word here that, that specifically came to me for this church. And I am preaching this word now for about, I don't know, since last September, October. But God gave me this specific word for this church, for you last night, as I was wrestling with the Lord a little bit. And the word settlement came. Settlement. Now, settlement can be a good, good word for some. Come on, you get, you get hit by a car? Hmm? Especially from the rear. That's like automatic payday. 
I know because my brother's with the Lord. He's probably listening. He was good at that. I mean, you know, settlement. It's like, okay, well, according to the law, the law says for your pain and suffering, you get, you're entitled to this much money. But then the, the attorneys will say, well, we don't want to go to court, so why don't we just ask them to settle for this amount? And, and then because you don't want all the drama of going to court, then you'll say, okay, settle it. And they'll offer you a settlement. And you say, hmm, that's good. I'll take a settlement. You see, settlement can be good in those ways, so to speak. But settlement's not a good word in the kingdom. Settlement is not a good word in the kingdom. You see, because the kingdom of God, it's, it's like a river. It's like it's, it's flowing and it's moving and it's moving. That's the kingdom. The kingdom moves. The kingdom moves. When you settle, it's like you're moving with the kingdom and all of a sudden you slow down. Mm, I don't see anything happening in my life. The kingdom's moving, but you settle for status quo. You settle for a rotten marriage. You settle for rotten finances. You settle for rotten physical ability in your body. You, you, you settle for a rotten uh, 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 ministry in your life or your gifting in your ministry. You settle for something that's not good, and you settle for it. So I guess that, that's just the way it's going to be. I'm going to settle here. And that's exactly what the children of Israel did. What does it mean to settle? It means to take up residence and become established. To take up residence in anything that's not the promise of God is settlement. The people of Israel wandered for 40 years. For 40 years they wandered under their leader Moses. And they began to settle in. In the desert. Oh, they, they had it good there, though. Huh? They had a cloud by day, a fire by night. They also had water coming out of a rock to give them a, a drink. They also had manna falling from heaven in the morning, like oatmeal in the morning. And then they had quail that would come and disappear by the, the hundreds of millions of thousands to feed them all at night. Their clothes never wore out in 40 years. Miracle after miracle took place, but guess what? That was not God's plan for them. That was the mercy of God. Don't get confused just because you're seeing some things happen in your life that you think are positive, yet if you're not in the will of God, listen, that's just the grace of God. Supernatural can, is not the deciding factor of the promises of God. Just because they had supernatural things happening, it didn't mean they were in their promise. You need to recognize something here. That God has a promise on your life. That God has blessings hanging over you. Don't settle for less. Don't make a settlement with anybody. Don't settle for less. Because if you settle, you're going to miss out on the greater. If you settle, you're going to miss out on the greater. You see, the devil wants you to settle. But God is saying, just over the Jordan, there's great things for you. He said to Joshua, Joshua, and Moses is dead. In three days, you cross over and get your promise. Why did he go to Joshua? Joshua was mourning. He was weeping over his father, his spiritual dad. He was weeping over him. This was his mentor. He loved Moses. But God had enough of that settlement. 
He said, I've watched you, and I'm paraphrasing, I watched you all wander for 40 years in settlement. No more. And he spoke to Joshua quickly. And he said, Joshua, Moses is dead. Now get up, son, and cross over and get your promise. Why? Because there's greater blessings ahead of you. There's greater blessings ahead of you. You can stay status quo if you want, but it's not my promise for you. You can stay settled if you want, but it's not what I have for you. You can stay here if you want, but it's not what I have for you. I have a greater promise right over the Jordan. I have a greater promise, a greater victory. I have a greater blessing for you right over the Jordan, but you got to get up and you got to cross over. Stop mourning over what you see and start crossing over to God's greater. Stop your mourning and stop complaining. Just get up and cross over into your promise. You see, he knew that he had to get Joshua up and going because he didn't want Joshua to wander in that settlement. He had to get him up and going. So he said, three days, get yourself together because you're going over. I have a promise for you. I have a greater blessing for you. I have greater days for you. You won't, you won't be a, a rentor anymore, but you're going to be a landowner, he said. Listen to me. I want you to cross over, Joshua. So he spoke to Joshua and said, get up and go over to your greater blessing and stop your settlement. Stop settling. I, gotta, I, I just got a word. I, I, there's some people here who have settled. He settled. You negotiated and said, ah, this is okay. That's what the people of Israel did. Hey, we got, we got a fire by night keeping us warm. We got a cloud by day giving us shade. We got food here. Our clothes don't wear out. Hey, we'll settle. Let's settle. But God is saying, that's not my promise for you. I have greater promise for you. I have greater blessing for you. I have greater for you. And so I speak this word over somebody here today. Right now, I speak this word over you and say, God has a greater anointing waiting for you. God has a greater blessing waiting for you. God has greater promises waiting for you. You just got to decide, I'm not going to settle anymore. I'm not going to settle anymore. I prophesy over this church that your best days are not in your past, but in your future. I prophesy over the men and women of God in this house, your apostle, your pastor, your pastor Dan and Ange, and all the pastors of this house, your best days are not in your history, but in your future. You got to begin to prophesy that right now. Your best days are not in your past, but in your future. Get ready because everything you have gone through and seen are preparing you for what's ahead. Everything that you have gone through, are you listening to that? Everything you've gone through, and yes, you've been through some things. Hmm. You've been through some things. And I like to say that my life is like a book with chapters in it. And there's some chapters in it that, that have pain. How many here have pain chapters? Come on. And you can print your book out and you probably say to people, man, you need to stay away from that chapter. Sometimes we allow those pain chapters to keep us from the blessings that God has for us. 
You can't allow what's happened in your past to keep you from blessing in the future. That's settlement. You settle in that pain. You settle in status quo. That's settlement. That's not God's plan. Settlement is not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is progressive. It's moving. It's moving over into greater, moving over into blessing. Listen to me. You might say that I went through some tough times or I went through a difficult moment there. We lost this. We lost that. My job situation, I don't make the money I used to. I don't have the house I used to. I don't have this or that. Listen, all that is preparing you now for greater. All that is preparing you for a greater season Because if you can't believe that, you'll never see that. You've got to begin to profess it and confess it. I proclaim in the name of Jesus that my better days are ahead of me and not behind me. I I confess it. I prophesy it. I speak over my babies. I speak over my church. I speak over my marriage. I speak over my finances. I'm not going to let my past keep me from what God has has for me in my future. I'm not going to settle. I'm going to struggle and I'm going to fight. I'm going to wake up every day and I'm going to prophesy to myself if I have to prophesy to myself and say, just believe. Just believe. I'm going to prophesy to those around me and tell them, just believe. God has a greater anointing. God has a greater blessing waiting. I want you to know, yeah, maybe you might be a little discouraged, But don't let that discouragement keep you from what God has. He has a greater anointing. He has a greater blessing. Yeah, you might have seen a lot happen in your finances. Listen, it's not over. Who wrote the final chapter? It's not over. Who said your your book's been written already? Who said your book's been written already and there's a final chapter on it? No, listen, it's still being written. You've got to begin to believe right now that God has a greater anointing. God has a greater blessing. There's greater financial blessing coming your way. I speak that over somebody here. I speak that over somebody. I speak a financial breakthrough over somebody in this house. Settlement is not a word of the kingdom. You know know what words of the kingdom are? Double portion. You know what words of the kingdom are? Increase. You know what words of the kingdom are? Multiplication. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. Those are words of the kingdom. Settlement is not a word of the kingdom. Poverty is not a word of the kingdom. Foreclosure, not a word of the kingdom. Those aren't words of the kingdom. The kingdom is about multiplication. The kingdom is about increase. The kingdom is about crossing over into your promises. Is there anybody here ready to cross over into your promise? Say, my best days, come on, my best days are not behind me, but they're ahead of me. Come on, somebody's got to pull that down right now. Pull it down for your marriage. Pull it down for your ministry. Pull it down for your babies, your sons, your daughters. Pull it down for your finances. The moment you think you've seen your better days, you've settled. That's not the kingdom. That's not the kingdom. That's not the kingdom. Because when you settle, you're no longer progressive, but you're static. And the moment you become static, you start dying. 
you start dying. You start dying. Your faith, if you're not plowing forward, your faith begins to, it doesn't stay status quo. Listen, I'm not a rookie anymore. I've been in the ministry now almost 30 years, going back to San Jose days. I know a little bit of what I'm talking about. I've seen a little bit. People think, oh, I'm cool, pastor. I can just, you know, I'm good, right? You know, I don't need to do this. And I'm good. People don't just settle in in the things of God. The moment they settle in, they're backsliding. I know that's a bad word. But they're, they're now backsliding the moment they settle in. We are not a static faith. We're not a static kingdom. We are a progressive, moving kingdom. i got to get closer to God today than I was yesterday. I have to get closer to God tomorrow than I am today. That's the kingdom. The kingdom is not settlement. The kingdom is multiplication. The kingdom is increase. The kingdom is double portion. That's the kingdom of God. And so I came here today to prophesy over somebody and say to you that God has a greater day waiting for you. God has a greater blessing waiting for you. I see multiplication. God's not a God of addition. One on one makes two. That's not God. He says, give me five fish, five loaves and two fish, and I'll multiply it. I'll multiply. That's God. I'll multiply it. God is a God of multiplication. Is there anybody in this place that can believe God for greater? Is there anybody here that can believe God for greater? We believe in the supernatural. So I prophesy over your physical body. And I say to you, don't settle. Just because the doctors say it doesn't mean it's final. You serve a God that's greater than the doctor's report. We serve a God. Listen, I don't understand it all either, but I know what happens. I don't know why God doesn't heal everybody, but whatever happens, He still heals. He's still delivering. He's still setting free. He's still doing miracles. He's still doing the supernatural. So long as he's still doing it, I'm going to believe it. And as long as I have breath to wake up today and tomorrow, then I'm going to prophesy to myself and say greater blessings coming. Well, what's the option? Settlement. That's the option. That's the option. You don't want to encourage yourself or others and say greater blessings coming? Then what's the option? What's the other choice? Settlement. This is the best it's ever going to be. We're not Jehovah's Witnesses. I'm sorry. That's not what we believe. That's not what we believe. I serve a God of promise power I serve a God of blessing and I just prophesy over you so I will prophesy over you today I speak to your finances and I speak increase to your finances I speak increase to your finances I speak multiplication to your finances I speak pressed down shaken together running over to your finances. Mm. You've settled in your diabetes. 
listen, that's not God. Don't settle. God is able to heal that disease. God is able to deliver you from that disease. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. There's greater waiting. Come on, church. Somebody's got to grab this this morning. There's a mama in this place who has settled down and said, I guess my son's always going to be that way. I guess my daughter's always going to be that way. You've settled. That's not kingdom. That's not kingdom. As long as you have breath to breathe and prophesy, God has a greater blessing for my son. God has a greater blessing for my daughter. God has a greater blessing for my family. God has a greater blessing for my mom, my dad. Come on. God has a greater blessing for my family. As long as I have breath to speak, then I'm going to speak over my family and say, greater is coming for you. Greater is awaiting. Greater blessings waiting for you. There's promises hanging over you. There's promises hanging over you. You are the kingdom. You're not just churchgoers on Sunday morning. You're the kingdom. You're the kingdom. That's who you are. And you have greater days ahead. I speak over you now. And I declare multiplication upon this church. I declare increase upon this family in the name of Jesus. I declare financial blessing upon this church. I declare financial blessing upon you who have settled. If you would just believe right now and say, God is a God of increase. So let me begin to believe for increase. Let me believe for multiplication. Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus. Mm. There's a war going on right now. You see, settlement is trying to keep you. Settlement is trying to keep you. Come on, every eye closed and just listen to me for a moment. God is trying to speak. I just sense there's a wrestling match going on right now. Greater in this service than in the previous. There's a wrestling match going on right now because settlement's trying hard to keep you. And some of you might say, I have a reason to be settled because of everything I've seen. God's trying to get you to get out of that and move over into greater. He's trying to get you. He's trying to, he's trying to speak you over into greater. Stop looking at the past and start believing God for a greater future. Stop looking at the past. So I speak to that mom right now who has settled in. Mm. See your children serving God. See your son serving God. See your daughter serving God. See them broken before the Lord. Go ahead and see it right now in the name of Jesus. Settlement doesn't want you to see it. I speak over your finances. I prophesy over your finances. 
You need that breakthrough? I know you're having a tough time believing it because of everything you've seen, everything you've lost. You can look back and say, man, 10 years ago we had it going on financially. We had hopes and dreams. Settlement wants to keep you living in that past. But God says, I have greater for you waiting. Greater is waiting for you. What are you going to live in? What will you live in? What are you choosing today? In the name of Jesus, choose greater. In the name of Jesus, choose greater. Choose hope. Choose promise. In the name of Jesus, pull that word down right now. And if you would say, Pastor, that's my word. Pray for me. Just raise your hand. And I want to pray for you. Yes. God bless you. Yes. 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 All over this place. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Can you make your way down so I can pray with you? Come on. Make your way down. Hallelujah. Can you put this with me, please? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Keep coming. Come on, make your way up. Keep coming. Keep coming. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 God has not called us to settle. To dream takes work. To dream takes work. Keep coming. Come on, come all the way up so we can squeeze more people in. There you go. The dream takes work, faith, hope, dreaming, dreaming again. To dream again is a good thing. To hope again is a good thing. Don't settle. Don't allow the devil to keep you settled. God has not called you to be people of settlement. God has called you to be people of promise and blessing and greater. So in the name of Jesus, come on, just lift up your hands right now to God and say, I receive my greater season. Hallelujah. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at www.cwcsj.org.